Welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit, your total Ontario hunting podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. This is episode number three, finally dropping. We've reached 150 downloads, which we are super pumped about. So as mentioned, we are going to do a little bit of a gear review, uh, things that you're going to need to get in the bush and get hunting. Um, we had a comment from a listener, Grimnick11. Uh, he had mentioned talking about a few products that he would need to get out and start hunting. And I think that would be a good thing to talk about for our people that are just kind of getting into the sport, uh, your basics. Yep. And we could even get to a little more in-depth gear of some of the stuff that we use. Exactly. So we're going to focus on mainly deer hunting and a little bit of turkey hunting on this one. We're going to save all of our waterfowl hunting for another episode where we have guests brought on. And we'll go into that. Sure. So the first thing you're going to need, first of all, I guess, is most people use camo. Right. So, you know, a good shirt, a good pair of pants. I wouldn't go crazy expensive if you're just getting started on it. Yeah, you could get into a camo kit for about 100 bucks. Exactly. I would save the money for a good pair of boots. Yep. And, you know, a lot of manufacturers have water repellent versus waterproof. And waterproof is actually what you want because it actually stops the water from getting in. Or water repellent might shed a little bit, but on those damp turkey days or damp deer days when you're dragging through corn stubble or wet grass, you're going to get soaked. And that's one of the worst feelings out there, having wet feet. And you can get a few different kinds of boots. You can get, um, we have an 8-inch boot, um, like and it's more up. just a hiking boot. Yeah. And you can get a rubber boot as well. Uh, muck boots, which I'm sure a lot of people uh, know of, they make a great work boot as well as your all-round I guess hunting boot yeah. and it's basically a rubber bottom with a neoprene top so they're very mobile compared to your regular rubber set of rain boots right exactly so save some money for those boots if you can the next thing you want to do is focus on what where you're gonna hunt if you're gonna be a tree stand hunter if you're gonna be a spawn stock hunter or if you're gonna be a ground blind hunter ground blinds usually set up for what 150 200 bucks yep nothing that big um, they're really easy. They're really portable. Just pop a few sides. They're like the ice fishing huts that you see, mm-hmm. almost exactly. Tree stands, there's three types. There's hangers, there's climbers, and there's ladders. If you're just getting started out, get a ladder stand. They're really easy. Just lean them up on a tree. There's a ratchet strap. There's a couple ropes, and you're basically good to go. The hang-on ones are a little bit more time-consuming to put up. You have to either use pegs or there's stick systems. And then once those are up, you can climb, you can actually hang your tree stand on it. Usually a couple of ratchet straps or some people use chains. Yep. And then you're good to go. The third type is the self climbers, which is like a system of like a chair where you stand on it and you pull your legs up and it pulls it. And as you switch between your legs and your arms, it actually climbs up the tree. Those ones are a little bit more advanced and a little bit more expensive. Yep. So if you're just starting out, get a hang on or get a ladder. Yep. So you're in your tree stand or your ground blind, you see some animals you're going to want to maybe have uh, a call or some sort of lure to help get in contact with that animal that you're after. Yeah. Um, I like to have a set of rattle bags with me or a set of antlers, and I like to have a buck grunt. Yep. There's also bleat calls out there, which is great. Yep. With all of them, though, you want to know what time of year you're going to use them. Yeah, you don't want to just be firing off calls whenever. No, first day of October, you don't want to be rattling, right? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to do. Um, so now that you're in your tree stand, you have all your calls, you have your camo. You're going to want something to carry that in. So let's have a quick talk about packs. 
A uh, nice light backpack would do the trick. Doesn't have to be camo, but obviously it's nice. It's fifteen percent better. Right. <laughs> it's gonna get you a deer. <laughs> <laughs> it has to. It's camo. Um. So maybe look for something that's got a lot of pockets, plenty of storage to put all your little knickknacks yeah, and things. Yeah. Some simple dividers in there. Keep things organized. Yeah. You know, you said what? Fifty bucks. Yeah. That's easy. And another good thing to throw in that pack would be uh, tree hangers. So you put your pack or your bow or whatever it is you don't want to hang on to or have in your lap while you're in the stand. Yeah, they're awesome because you can put your bow on it. You yep. can put have a separate one and actually hang your backpack on it. I hang my quiver on it, my backpack. Yeah. Now you don't have a bunch of stuff on the platform that's going to make noise that's going to be in your way when you're moving. Exactly. So I guess the most important thing, and we saved it for last because it's probably your most expensive purchase is going to be what you're hunting with, either a gun or a bow. Yeah. So I'd say down here we're in southwestern Ontario. Yep. You know, a simple, most people you're going to use shotguns or muzzleloaders. Yep. Simple setup, probably $400. Right. Yeah, and that would get you something maybe even with a scope, your simple 12-gauge shotgun, and that's going to be a very versatile gun for turkey, waterfowl, deer hunting. You're set. Yeah, exactly. They're awesome. Uh, bow hunting, same thing. You know, you can go to a boat store and probably get a setup for i think they do rth packages which are ready to hunt for right around that 400 dollars range yeah and a crossbow would be a simple start as well yep. i would say if you're gonna go with something like a compound or get real risky and do a recurve you're gonna want yep. weeks of practice yeah if not more than weeks absolutely right? absolutely so yeah same as anything practice with it before you use it um do some quick research on what you're going to be doing you know once you take your animal and you actually gut it you're going to want to know what you're doing out there. I know when we took the hunting course, they explained a little bit about the field dressing process, but it's yeah. just not the same. Yeah, uh, so that's another thing you throw in your pack is a knife. Yeah. Um, you, something with a gut hook would be real nice. Uh, that makes life easy for you. It's I like know I started out with one, and I still use one. Um, actually, this year, too, I just invested in a Havilon knife, and that's getting a little more advanced. Something like that runs for about 80 bucks. And that's going to come with 12 surgical blades. They are razor sharp, and that will do every process for you. You can do gutting to butchering it, yeah, and, and if, that's basically what I did. Exactly. And if no one's ever heard of the Havilon knife for that style, the, the actual blade, once it's dull, you don't sharpen it. You just throw the blade out, Yep. take a new blade out of the package, slide it into basically the handle, Yeah. and then you have a brand new sharp knife. Yep. And it's lasted you a while. Yeah, so with those few basic things you're basically ready to get into the tree stand or blind whatever it may be and now you're basically ready to bring home a harvest yeah so cam did some numbers on a quick setup which is not the most basic package but you know it gets you set up and it's not the highest on stuff and that was that was about eleven hundred twelve hundred dollars yeah and that gets you set up and you can go out there and harvest an animal easily your first year this sport is going to be your most expensive you're gonna gotta factor in your tags your ammo um your clothing uh your gun or your bow and that is basically all you need yeah from there on you're just upgrading stuff yeah things are getting better and better from this point exactly so why don't we touch a little bit about the things that we have uh, over the years? We've accumulated a lot of stuff, <laughs> yeah. different types of patterns. Um, we're not professional by any means, but I do have a kit, uh, camo kit for spring. I have one that is versatile for just the winter, and that's like a parka setup. And now we just bought this new True Timber yep. Strata setup. And that is kind of going to be 
a fall, early fall to, what would you say, just before it starts to get into cold temps? Yeah, just before it starts to get really cold. Maybe for us in our area, probably about mid-November. And by you don't need to have that many sets no. of camo. No, exactly. So we're going to start from toe to head, I guess. Yeah, Nice and easy. So right now I'm running 8-inch waterproof hunt shield boots yeah you have the same pair actually exactly very really comfortable bought them on sale for like 80 bucks yeah they're awesome um i use a base layer thermal underneath uh, i can't remember the brand of it i think it's hunt shield as well um super warm you wear a base shield on yours yeah i just stick with a pair of under armor spandex yep. bottoms and top yep. and that kind of keeps the heat in yeah moisture wicking which is awesome because you yeah. don't want to get swampy out there <laughs> yeah that's just feels terrible <laughs> um so you want a nice moisture wicking layer which we run um after that i run fleece thermal layer on top it's like a lightweight jacket after that i have a heavier jacket in the cold which is a very thick parka style obviously it's all camo because i like camo a lot <laughs> um you know, for my gloves, I like lightweight. Even in the winter, you'll never catch me wearing a heavy pair of gloves. And that's because I mainly bow hunt and I don't like heavy, thick gloves because I, I feel like it adds. Well, you want something that you can wear for the duration of the hunt, right? You don't want to yeah. have to flip off a mitt because you got to pull no, back. And... I, negative 20, I'm probably still bare hands shoved in my jacket with my release ready to go. And most of these parkas and jackets now, they come with like a nice pocket for that they call them hand warmers as advertised yeah. usually yeah but they keep you pretty well warm yeah they're they're nice and toasty um what do you run for a jacket right now uh well if i'm doing my spring it's something it's a lightweight jacket and just a mozzie oak camo pattern and i picked that red hat set up for i think about 150 bucks for the whole yeah. set and that is a a polyester fleece lined is kind of like a it's water resistant it's not waterproof if it downfalls i'm sewered i'm gonna be getting wet yeah but that's i think just about any unless you're wearing some rain gear yep. specific um so then we can get into my winter gear and that is just a big down parka it's jacket and pants and that one's got a lot of pockets and the hand war or the two side pockets are almost they almost come around to the front and they're like a hand warmer so you just yep. kind of sit there as if it were a pouch yeah. and you can actually buy those as well i believe that comes in like a belt loop yep yeah i've seen those a lot um, of waterfowlers use those i think yeah they're awesome little hand warmer things sometimes they have that clear thing on it for you texting but you yeah shouldn't, shouldn't be texting because you, you you're in there texting all the time yeah exactly um you know one thing that i overlook too is socks i like moisture wicking socks i like a dual layer with so a thin moisture layer it's like a spandex yeah on top, a thick thermal merino wool, mm -hmm. which is really good for keeping heat. Um, they're and not too they're expensive. pretty uh, sweat resistant, or they're yeah. moisture wicking. Yeah, so the moisture wicking base layer is really important to me because it keeps me dry. Okay. And it also helps improve your circulation, which keeps you warmer longer. Um, after the socks, I mean, there's only so much that <laughs> so many layers of socks can do in the cold. Yeah, absolutely. I don't mind packing the... Um, the, like the I call them shake and go, and yeah, they're just the little heat pads. Stuff. And I throw one of those in my boots, and the odd time I'll throw them in my pockets. Usually, my hands are fairly warm enough. But um, for me, I just do one set of socks and those heat pads. Yep, that makes sense. Um, you know, when it comes to in a tree stand, which is usually where I am, I'll be wearing a full face cover. Yeah. Um, I like the one. I don't like the mesh ones unless it's for spring and there's a lot of bugs. I like the ones that's solid and almost like an Under Armour feel to it. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a tight. Yeah. Um, 
all the way from my nose down is covered, all the way from my eyebrows up is covered. There's a company out there called SA Armor. Yeah, and they make a great pack. I think you can buy five for like twenty bucks. Yeah, and they're good for winter, spring, yeah. summer. We actually use them snowboarding too. Yeah, there you go. They're really warm. But personally, though, I like the one that wraps over your head too, because the SA ones are just like a yeah, they're more a of a tube. F- yeah, I guess so. So they just slide over, and you can put them over the top of your head, but it's I don't I like the one that covers my forehead. Maybe I just have a really big forehead. Yeah, you do have a big forehead. <sighs> Thanks, Cam. <laughs> So a toque is another important feature. Um, I just have an Under Armour camo toque, and that does me quite well. I'm always got my hood up anyway if I'm in yeah. the middle of winter. That makes sense. Um, and if it's in the spring or early season, I'm just a ball cap kind of guy. Yep, that's exactly the same as me. Um, one of the most important sets of pieces of gear that I use because I'm in a tree stand so much is my hunter safety system harness. Yeah, very important. Very important. Usually when you buy a har- um, a tree stand or any type that it is they'll come with one but yeah, they're, exactly. they're super loud and clangy and they're not comfortable i my first no. ones were like they weren't loud but they were uncomfortable so i went out and spent i think it was 90 bucks on a hunter safety system elite um it's like a vest style super comfortable super easy to click on barely know it's there it has holders for my deer calls it has camo, which makes it better. 15%. 15%. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I love them, and I don't think I'll ever switch. Well, where can you pick one of those up at? Um, I did mine on Amazon. Okay. I know their website. You can buy it from, um, I see HSS, sometimes at Canadian Tire. And you don't have to really go with an HSS if you don't want to. That's just one specific brand that I really like. They're pretty well known. Yeah, they're pretty well known. They have some really good instructional videos out there, and they make some really quality gear. Yep. Um, another thing that we both love is our packs. Right. Alps Outdoors. Yeah. They are a company to check out. They are more than reasonable for pricing. And their quality. Yeah. They're very high quality gear. So I first got my pack and it's kind of a, or well, we got the same pack, yep. I guess. But We didn't plan it. It just kind of happened. It happened. <laughs> um, and it's like a, it's an all round mountain pack, backpack ready to, it holds my bow. It can hold a gun yep. and it holds it nicely. It has the water tank on it. Like you can slide um, a bladder into it to drink yep. out of. And it's got the wrap, waist wrap around, and it's yep. cushioned. It's got two pockets on the side there, which is nice. Yep, it's got an aluminum support in the actual frame, which keeps it nice and straight, so your backpack doesn't sag. And the pockets and features on that, as far as storage compartments, is it goes on and on and on. Oh, yeah. There's the two in the front on the actual waist. There's I The think front folds down almost like front a folds, table. Yeah, it folds down like a table. I think you can eat off it. I don't know. The <laughs> it's pretty awesome, though. Um really well priced i think they were 90 bucks yeah yeah and amazon both of us i did. I got mine from lancaster archery okay so i did mine on amazon he did his on lancaster but they're a really good pack to look at and if not that specific one because we have the falcon model i believe I'd have to i'm check pretty the positive model. we have the falcon and if not there's a bunch of other models out there but alps makes some of the best gear for i actually packs. brought their duffel as well this year yep. and uh one thing I've always done is because I'm crazy for scent is taking my stuff out in a tote. And it was one of the big blue storage totes that everyone's got in their basement full of Christmas lights. <laughs> I was taking that to the bush with me all the time, getting changed at the side of the road and then heading out. I had had enough of that. It Just packing it in the truck was irritating. Yeah. Um, so this bulky. year I got oh, so bulky. I, know, and I remember pulling up behind you and being like, I'd be dressed, ready to go, and I'd have to wait for him to get changed. And I got an extended cab pickup now instead of the crew cab, so you kind of lose just a little bit of back seat. 
Yeah. So anyway, I bought their duffel bag and it is nice. I, I throw everything in there. It holds the scent in and I can almost scrunch it up and set it underneath the seat. Yeah. And why it's not bad that Cam says it holds scent in is he uses the, like a charcoal puck. Almost. Yeah. So it's a wafer stick right. basically. And you just kind of clip that to the inside of your bag and that gives it an outdoor smell. They've got a few selections of yeah. scents that you can have. It covers the human scent. Yeah. It, it's pretty awesome stuff. Um, I'm sure you run the laundry detergent. Yes, I definitely use laundry detergent, and it's unscented. It doesn't yeah. have to be from a hunting store. No, but entire... you want something that kills bacteria. Kills bacteria, no and UV, then it's unscented. And no UV, because animals can see UV. Right. And that's, so the hunting ones are usually, they come with They're that. They're the best stores to go to. Yeah. Well, I mean, they sell other stuff. That's fun. <laughs> um other than that, I mean, knife-wise, I have a Gerber set, which is like a small skinny knife and a bigger knife for doing dressing and uh, gutting. Gut hook on it. Um, if not, I have my bigger hunt shield knife, which is like a two-inch wide blade with a kind of like a curved... It's not a drop point. It's just a nice curve to it, so it's really nice for skin down animals. I have more knives than I could probably mention on here. Yeah, we'd be here for a while if we just sat Yeah, but those knives. are my two, I guess technically three main ones that I use. Really like them. Um, what do you... You have you mentioned you use the Havlon. Yeah, so I got the Havlon last year. That's always with me, yep. and that's even great for notching out tags. Oh yeah, instead exactly. Of a pair of scissors or something, or yep. making a butchering mess of your tag. Yeah. Uh, but I also have a Bear Gorillas knife, and that comes with a flint and a sharpener on a little pouch that you can just attach to your belt. Yeah, which would be nice if you're doing like a backpack walk and hunt. Yeah. For whatever reason, if you need a fire starter and you're Lighters wet, matches are wet. I don't know. Something happened. You weren't prepared. Yeah, it you, still works great. It still works. Um, those magnesium ones are awesome. They work when they're wet. Absolutely. If you open my pack, you'll always see um, zip ties. Yeah. I use them for putting the tag on the animal. Our tags now have like these two holes on them if they're not the stickered ones. So you kind of need a zip tie or a piece of string, but I always yeah, like those. Yeah, I always carry um, baler string. Yep. Um, Call-wise, for deer hunting, I always have my grunt tube with me, which is a Primos. I use... A bleat can, yeah, which I like when the does are in heat during the rut. I don't use a rattle bag. I know you do. I do like the rattle bag. Well, it worked really well for you last year. Yeah, I definitely got lucky with that. Yeah, you run a grunt tube too. Yeah, I do have the Primos Rut Roar. Yep. Um, I don't know if that one's still available anymore, but they do have a more new and improved um, rut specific grunt, and basically it's just it's adjustable for different mature bucks, young bucks. Yep. and kind of sometimes they have like the doe and the fawn features on them all built into one yeah, yeah and that's kind of nice to have i do have my bleat cam with me as well sometimes i'll use that yep i, I personally really like the bleat cam for myself um it's nice because when you flip it unless your thumb's on it they don't make a noise in your pack yeah um i clip mine right onto my vest and mm -hmm. it stays in a pouch now i guess we're going to talk about some fun stuff and that's going to be our bow setups yeah so i'm going to go on this real quick yeah I don't know if it'll be quick, but... Yeah, it won't be quick. Um, so, right now I'm waiting for my RX-1, so I'm talking about the current setup that I have right now. So, 2014 Bear Venue, which is a single cam, really smooth bow, really love it, set at 70 pounds, uh, 28 and a half inch draw, if anyone's curious. I go to my release for hunting, I use a knock to it from knock-on archery. Love it, probably the best handheld release I've ever shot. With that setup, I'm running uh, Carbon Express Maxima Reds, which is a triple spine arrow really good flight and really good stability i have of course a two inch titanium archery products booster at the front connected to an eight inch titanium archery products elite stabilizer 
with a two two ounce weight at the end. Um, I run a back bar, which is a nice custom back bar that Sam did for me, and it's a six inch off the back um, offset as well. Um, I use a Spot Hog Hogfather single or technically double pin sight. Um, it goes from 20 to 100 yards, and then my bottom pin gives me about 115 on yardage, which I would never shoot a deer at, but it's nice to play with. We did mess around with that at oh, yeah. Forest City Archery this yep. year. We were, and... playing, we were shooting over 100 yards this year, which is nice. So. That was pretty cool to see that adjust like that. Yeah, it's cool because like, you shoot it, and there's like a good period between when you shoot to when you hit the target. Yes. And so it's a cool little weight thing. Um, that's basically my archery setup. So if I go to – I won't go too into my waterfowl stuff, but I use a Versamax 12-gauge for hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I was up moose hunting or if I ever go up for, pred- for predator hunting, I use a Remington 73. That's in a 270. Um, I have a Vortex scope on top of it, 4, four to 12 by 44 mils. Um, really love the Vortex stuff. Really love my Remington stuff. Um, straight shooter, awesome gun. Those are my main hunting things. I have more guns for fun. Um, I guess I have a black powder, though. I have a CVA Wolf, which is pretty sweet. But I guess those are my three main... I don't even need to really say anything. We're running almost the same guns. And <laughs> <laughs> well, the bow I... specifics is where it changes up, I yeah. guess. Wow. Well, what are, you, you're, what are you running for bows right now? So I have the 2017 Bowtech Rain 7. Uh, decided to go with the 7-inch brace height because that was a little more forgiving yeah, for hunting, per exactly. se. Um, if anyone's curious, the shorter brace height is usually faster, but a little bit less forgiving because your str- your arrows on your string for a little longer. Exactly. But yeah. Um, so I got that last year, and so far love that bow. It's a sixty pound draw, and I'm so happy with the adjustments that it comes with. It's the new binary cam system. I've got the eight inch elite suppressor from titanium archery products. And that does come with the two ounce uh, weight at the end of it. Um, I'm not running a back stabilizer like you. Yep. Um, and I decided to change up the site for this year. I've got a Rocky mountain three pin dovetail. So that is a one, two set pin and your third as floater. a floater pin. Yep. And that allows me to go up to a hundred yards as well. That is fairly new for Rocky Mountain, I believe. They're kind of just getting back into things, and I want to say they came out with that in 2016. So it is relatively new, yeah. but so far so good. Yep. And you and I both run the zero, sorry, zero point zero one nine um, inch pins. Yeah, the the smaller pins are a lot nicer than what I had. I think before yep. I was shooting the point two nines. Yep. And they were just too big and bulky. They yeah. took up too much space. Yeah. In the, they're smaller than yeah, point ones, right? Sorry, point zero one, but that's just a little bit too small for me. As far as the arrows go, I've got some Easton Bloodline arrows. Yep. Um, I've been happy with those for three years now, so I'm gonna continue to stay with those. And actually, just recently learned how to fletch those, so yeah. they kind of look real cool right now. Yeah, you got blaze orange wraps and uh, red yeah. blazers on them. Yeah, boning does quite a good job of supplying the super cool colors to make your stuff look yeah. real neat. I think it'll be nice for if you shoot an animal and you need to recover your arrow. Yeah, they'll be a lot easier to track. It'll be a lot easier to track than just... Yeah, because when they're just black with a couple colors on the fletchings, it's pretty hard to see. It makes it difficult. Exactly. Um, so we jump into some guns for me, and I'm using a 12-gauge Winchester SXP, and that's the 3.5 chamber in that. It came with the three chokes. That is a sale outdoor special that it come with the three chokes. I think you can buy it anywhere, but it doesn't have the three chokes in every package. 
Um, so that I like to use for turkey. Every year I've been talking about getting out and doing turkeys with, with the, the bow, bow. <laughs> but it never works out that way. If you turkey hunted, you know how much fun it is to use a shotgun for that. Um, when it comes to deer, I'm still into the muzzleloader hunting. So I'm using the CVA Wolf and the Bushnell Banner sight for that. And that's got the dust to dawn as well. So it's kind of nice. It's, a, it's real clear in the yeah. lower lights. Um, and when I go up north for my moose hunts, I'm using the Remington 783, but in a 30-06. I didn't know you had a 783. Absolutely. I said we got all the same oh, stuff. That's funny. I didn't actually know that. I told you. Um, so I'm quite happy with that. I'm in the midst of looking for a new scope. It just had... Vortex. I, I don't even remember what the last scope <coughs> Vortex. was, but it wasn't good. Next one should be Vortex. <laughs> I'll probably keep going with the Bush, and I'll probably leave the really? Elite 3500. Okay, that's fair. They do make a good scope. I'm not sure. It's got the Rain Guard HD, and to me, like, when you're out there, like, that, having all the water yeah. and the snow and the warmth, like, all that change is important to me. Make sure my scope is still on. Yeah. I like the scopes with the BDC, the bullet uh, drop compensators. So, yep. like, whereas a normal crosshair is just an X-axis and a Y-axis, on the BDCs, there's the X-axis. Then underneath, there's hash marks for other shots. And so you can calibrate it out to find out what it is. But you, roughly, it's usually going to be a 100 in the center, a 200, a 300, 400. And it's awesome because, you know, when you're hunting and you range them, you know, sometimes you get 200-yard shots and you got to take them. Absolutely. Um, what do you use for a rangefinder? I have the Tasco 500, I believe. So when they – I don't – I think that's how they – call their models is just based on what their the yardage is yeah so that it's it's good for 500 yards yeah. um it works quite well and it's just click of the button and it tells you where it is i usually try and get in two to three clicks and i always take a best out of three yep. make sure my yardage is on because sometimes you could the way the crosshairs are set up on mine it could be a little misleading yeah because you and i both don't have the actual cross it's like a square yeah so you gotta aim the center of the square which exactly. is a little bit different um I have the Sims, which is actually interesting because we have the exact same casing. It is. If you the hold them up beside each other, they're, they're identical. identical. Yeah, exactly sure. identical. Except mine has the tilt on it, so it'll tell me... Angle like, from tree stand yeah. to what you're yarding. Exactly, and it compensates your actual horizontal distance, which is your shooting distance. Yeah. Um, kind of nice for a tree stand. Very. Um, long distance straight shooting, though. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, any other important gear? I think that's that covers a lot of the gear that we're using we talked a little bit about camo we talked about our packs what we're putting in our packs uh, we talked some boots and we talked about what we like to use for our weapons we talked a little bit about a setup um, and if you guys would really like to hear an in-depth review of products we can go into if it's made of 100 percent polyester yeah. waterproof um, what the lining's like, if it's a DWR, we can do a lot of that stuff, but we wanted to give the basics to everyone, um, from, yeah, and just quickly talk about what we use. Yeah. From starting be, out yeah. to just some more advanced, more expensive products. And th there's so much out there. This is a wide, wide topic. Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing we didn't cover that we both use is some supplements, and some licks. Um, right. So coming up on that, for deer hunting, right now that we're into winter, um, one thing I don't like to put out is a feed, yeah, per se. like a carbohydrate feed, like a corn. Right, something that's going to be very filling, um, a lot of, I'm not going to say material, but a lot of content um, per serving. 
and deer really aren't used to specifically deer aren't really used to eating a whole lot this year they're rummaging around they're trying to find what they can in fields and it you could do more harm than good if you're yeah. putting out feed like this time of year you want the higher protein right because right because they're dropping their antlers yeah um the rut's over now obviously it's been for a while but they need to get their bodies back into shape and stay at that shape because it's winter yeah you're trying to get them prepped for spring they're going to be finding their bounds in spring and they're going to start growing babies absolutely um so i just picked up a um it's a protein block actually not a salt lick from rack stacker and that is a corn protein block so where there's going to be less content it's very high in fat and it's very high in protein, so it's going to take a lot more for the deer to get what they really want out of it. But they're not going to be full, um, and that's just like be... an empty full is what we're saying. Like it's just they feel full, but it's not as nutritionally good for them. Right, and that that's gonna you know that'll help with my getting sheds yep. as well, right? Um, but it's something to help push them through. But definitely do your research on that. It took me; I made the mistake of feeding deer in the winter a couple years ago nothing really bad came of it but i was doing the same thing until i did a lot of research on it and i did more harm than i did good probably yeah like i'm not going to say putting corn out's the worst thing in the world it's something for them to eat on right but there's way better you just don't want them to be dependent on it if they go elsewhere if they go another 10k down the road and that corn's not there what happens if they can't find anything exactly absolutely so another thing that you wanted to mention was... Yeah, so we are looking at this new product, and it's called uh, Buck-On Supplements. It's made here in Ontario, and they seem to have a really good knowledge of what's going on. So we're going to actually pick some up and try it out and see what we think, and hopefully get They're some... They're supplement and feed, right? Yeah. yeah, so hopefully we can get some pictures on trail cam, some videos, see how hard the deer are hitting it, and what happens with our deer growth. And hopefully through that, we can actually get the owner of him on here. Yeah. That'd be a really cool experience. Yeah, if he could talk a little bit on some of those products. Yep, I think there's there's two other people. There's one person who I know we're going to have on here at one point for Waterfowl. Yeah. And I think the other really, really cool one is my buddy's brother um, does German short hair pointers. And so they're very, like a high-end training of dogs where he'll actually send his dogs to Texas for congressmen to use for pointing birds. Yeah. And I think that's something that I want to learn more about because yeah. I've never really used pointers. I've, you know, waterfowl hunting, you have retrieving dogs, yeah. but it's not a pointer. Right. So I have no real knowledge of pointers and I think that'd be cool to learn about. And Even just to talk about more yeah, dogs. And hopefully you guys want to learn about that and we could definitely have them on here if that's something you guys want to hear. Another one, uh, if we're lucky enough, um, everyone to check out titanium archery products we could get uh, the owner, Sam Schaefer, great guy. He's done a lot for Marcello and I. And um, he said he would even maybe give us a few minutes of his time to yeah. talk a little bit about Titanium Do a little Archery Facebook, products. Instagram Live while doing the podcast would be great. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, real quick, if we can throw out there, they are the best stabilizers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Not because we shoot for them, but actually because they are. Yeah, we'll definitely get a lot more into that. Um, and everyone will get to see exactly why that is. But if there's something else someone else would like to hear something about a product, um, we'll see what we can do. We'll get our resources together and try and come up with something that interests everybody. I hope having people on our show, we'll call it, 
will be exciting. I would be pretty excited if the owner of Titanium Archery Products would yeah. come and talk to us on here. Absolutely. And um, if we could do that for a lot more things, I think people would like to hear that too. Yeah, I think there's definitely products that we know about, but we need to kind of spread the word about and let others know. And I think that's a great way to do it. I would agree. So hopefully everyone was able to pick up on some of the products that we use and things to start out with. Yeah, just things to look at. Yeah, for sure. Um, and next week, I think we're going to get into some off-season topics. And that's going to range from putting out this new protein leg, putting out, keeping your cameras out. Getting ready for 3D tournaments. Yeah, some range time, where we're going. And those will all be places that everyone can check out in southern Ontario as well, I guess, right? Absolutely. So we actually, it would be really cool to run so a listener while we're there yeah so anyways thanks again guys that was awesome um again any questions you want to ask more than happy to answer it we had a lot of feedback this time which was really great yeah um and yeah anything? we're only three podcasts in guys we're not done yet <laughs> yeah we got plenty to come don't forget to leave us a review on podbean and over the next couple of weeks we've got some cool prizes for people that want to listen in to our podcast yeah so absolutely please get your friends to listen to it some family members, we're going to be giving out some cool little things. We're not going to say what yet, though. Yep. But I think it's pretty exciting news for everyone. Cool. Hope to see you guys next week. Thanks, everyone.